welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are having a really fun um, conversation with uh, Corey here. Hey. Um, and he is going to MC. We're going to be talking about common design mistakes. Party fouls. Party fouls. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's called. Yeah. We're actually in like remodel land. We're doing a lot of remodels. And so we're seeing a lot of ideas from the last decade that are no bueno. And we just want to make sure that we're paying that forward. So none of you guys carry that in to your decor. But first I wanted to talk to you guys about Grove. We, um, we love Grove, don't we? I do. <laughs> yeah. I've been loving my subscription and it's so fun just to get a box of cleaning supplies every month delivered. I finally got smart. You guys, they have an app and oh, wow. yeah, and you can go in and change whatever was in your box. You can change it as much as you want because maybe like for me, my puppy goes outside and she came in the other day with dirty paws and I'm like, oh my gosh, Quick. And I grabbed the paw scents from them and I squirted off her paws and I wiped everything off before she walked on my nice rugs. Lovely. And so sometimes I get stuff for, you know, my pet sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm like really into like a beauty situation where mm -hmm. anything beauty I really want to try. Mm -hmm. I love the, um, they have these, these makeup remover rags. I don't know if you guys have I tried those. Not. They're amazing. My sister gave them to all of us at Christmas. And I'm like, I want five of these, one for every day of the week. Cause you don't have to use anything but water on your face. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, everything is really green and it's natural and it takes the guesswork out of, um, out of knowing what to buy, what's okay. I'm not really great at reading all the labels. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I love about Grove. So if you guys are interested, um, right now they have a gift for anybody listening to Dear Alice. So if you guys want to make the switch to natural products, it's never been easier. And for a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash Dear Alice, you'll get a free gift. Um, so again, oh, that's a free gift with um, your order of $30 or more, but you have to use a special code. So go to grove.co, that's grove.co slash Dear Alice for your exclusive offer. So anyway... Onto the podcast. Onto the podcast. Yes. Awesome. So this is actually going to be a two-parter too. So yeah, we're doing it. We have it. a lot to say. Yes, we have a lot to <laughs> say. Um, again, this is like built on uh, some articles that like I found and we were reading and we were like, oh, see if Jess and Sue's kind of like agree with uh, what some brilliant interior design minds are like thinking. And some of these are created from us kind of talking too. So um, the first one is a design mistake or weird arch niches. Oh, you guys. Niches in general, I think are just difficult you say to niche have. or niche. I'm niche. It, when it's offensive, it's a niche. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Depends niche. on how bad it is. Niche. If, or <laughs> or if it deserves to be have a French a French a accent. Yeah. It's a niche. You, you guys know what we're talking about, right? Where there's on a sheetrocked wall, there is an area that's recessed and it's usually it's usually a square with a rounded top, yeah. a rectangle with Not a rounded a top. Arch. No. no, I mean, sometimes they're a rectangle, but you're just like, why the void in the wall? What's happening? I and it's, it's like painted out, right? So it's all yeah, sheetrock. Sometimes with it's trimmed. Field, like the wall. <laughs> yeah, we're working on a remodel right now in Utah, and there's two niches going up the stairs. Yeah, builders think, I think they Sometimes there's even a can light in the top of it to shine oh, on yeah. the object. 
That's funny. An the object, I don't yeah. Think that there was ever even like an object that was like purposely like for that. They're spot. never the right size. No, they're never the right size. It's always just awkward. It's like the weird some small thing shelf, you know? sitting like, on the bottom of the of the shelf, and then you've got all of this niche to look at. Yeah, it's the just dust collector. Give me yeah. a sconce. I don't want that there. Yeah. So right now we're doing a lot of filling in the niches on remodels. Why do you think they built those in the first place? Is it like when I look at it, I'm like, is that someone trying to use a void in a wall space? Like it's custom, Corey. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Custom. I, I, this is what I have to say about this. I think a lot of builders, if you're not using, if they're not a awesome builder, if they're not using a designer, then there's no context in the whole space on what will make this home interesting. The interesting things that are going to happen after like surfaces are applied with beautiful finishes is the furniture. It's the art, it's the lighting. Those are the things that will make this home interesting aside from tasteful actual applications. But to put a hole in a wall with no context of what could go there or if anything should go there is a waste. It's a waste of resources, time. Don't do them. Yeah. Hate the niche. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's funny. Okay. But don't you think so? I think like bad builder decisions are made because they're trying to find interest or something fun to do. Trying to create like Let's a memory a cool point. Here. Make the house feel custom. Yeah, but there's no context. They yeah. have zero idea. We're dealing with this with some builders right now too that don't necessarily know what we're doing furniture wise. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's let's inlay this marble inside the wood. That'll be fun. And you're like, I'm putting a rug there. Stop putting salt in the game. Yeah. Like just seeing your lane, sir. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. I've actually never seen a niche done right. You know, I haven't either. I've never seen it styled right. I've never seen it look like, gosh, that's kind of compelling. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like we break the rules. Yeah. Never breaking a rule with a niche. <laughs> I'm never doing it. No. Yeah. And if we're going to have sculpture, we're going to have it on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, or an object or something that's also beautiful and interesting in the space. Yeah. Do you yeah. see them in newer homes or is it like, to me, no. Like, no. I'm picturing like early 2000s when that's when I maybe yeah. noticed them more, but that's when they were prevalent totally. to me. They probably what? had rounded corners yes. on the inside Oh yeah, too. yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Top of a staircase, yeah. rounded corner. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a good idea then. It's not a good idea now. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Amen. Amen to niches. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's funny. Uh, so the next one is, Cabinetry, like awkward hardware placement. So what do you guys think of that? Um, what do you interpret that as, I guess? This is a point that we created mm -hmm. as a team. Uh, the, the cityscape offender is what we wrote down. What does that mean? Yeah. Okay, cityscape offender. Let's start there. Okay, that is when you have <laughs> cabinets at all different heights. So imagine a kitchen, a run of kitchen cabinets. You have your countertop. They all start at the same height, typically around 18 mm -hmm. inches from the countertop. Mm -hmm. But then like some are three feet high. Then some might go close to the ceiling, but not quite there. And then it drops down here and then it raises up again. You got the one above the fridge. Yeah, and, it's just yeah. schizophrenic. And I'm just like, I have nowhere to like balance my eye. And that's a cityscape. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cityscape of cabinetry. That was like a really hot thing. Yeah, and I bet you did it. In, we did it in different furniture colors. I mean, I don't, I don't. Know. Yeah, never totally. I don't remember when it was hot. What era it was trending really hard, but that used to be a thing. And so, to those of you that still have it, we're sorry. We're not picking on you. We're just saying, don't do it moving forward. Yeah, take or, your, take your cabinets to the ceiling with a straight line. Yeah. If your ceilings are too tall, which this happens to us every day on a new build, people think the taller the ceiling, the better. Kitchens, you can't have that tall of ceilings in because otherwise your cabinets just end and there's like a dust collector 
And then the ceiling goes way on before that. So we're like furring down soffits to dry, to dive those cabinets into up above it. Yep. But we still want a straight line when we do it. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah. then, awkward, oh, awkward, awkward hardware. Yeah. Placement. Okay. What, what's that mean? You know, for me, I think that a knob on a upper cabinet should be in the bottom right corner. I don't want that in the middle of the door, like the door rail. Do you know what I mean? On the yes. margin. Yep. I don't want that in the middle. Like you got to think what's the most comfortable way to reach, mm-hmm. you know, that upper cabinet, my hands are full. I got clean dishes out of the dishwasher. I can't reach right now. Mm. You know? Yeah. I just think it looks best in that little bottom corner for the most part and kind of lining up with something like as far as like one of the edges of the style or the rail you know just so that it actually like feels i don't know intentional yeah and just the stuff just so people know the style and the rail are the components of the door that frame the panel in Mm -hmm. so thank you yeah um also that was like one of my favorite things is you chose some hardware for my remodel kitchen i did a couple years ago and i had doors that met together Mm -hmm. and then just in putting them in those corners it just like just, I loved how they looked together. I love to mm-hmm. just like stand back and look at that. So yeah. I think if they were in an awkward place at that point, it would be like throwing darts at the, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, this looks fun. <laughs> Random spots. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I also Pin don't like, a, I don't cabinet. like a knob in the middle of the cabinet. I want it at the top, at the top rail. Of the drawer? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want it just in the middle of the panel. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. I just think it should be where you'd want to really leverage it to open the door. If say you had a lot of really heavy dishes or pots and pans in there, I think it's easier to open from the top than Absolutely. trying to pull from the middle. What if it's, there's no panel in the drawer front. This is a solid like slab front door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, still do it at the, at the top or in the middle. Yeah. I mean the most, the hottest thing right now is integrated hardware. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be your ledge poles. And that's always at the top or on the edge. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think anybody's really putting hardware in the middle of something. In the old days, when bin poles were a thing, you guys can remember the Pottery Barn catalog. Bin poles were so amazing. Hotels. What's that? My brother always called them spider hotels. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Imagine that in the middle of the night, getting a mug for some more milk. I feel like the bin pole um, kind of lived within the middle of the panel, but toward the top, you know, but that was a big piece of hardware. Yeah. You know, it, it spider hotel. That's <laughs> funny. Sorry. Oh man. Uh, yeah. That's funny. If there's two things I hate people stealing things. We already talked about that just barely. Um, <laughs> two spiders. Injustice <laughs> yeah. and spiders. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I like those things. I agree with you on uh, both of those notes yeah. <laughs> and niches. <laughs> yeah. Niches. Yeah. Um, so the next one, window treatments, um, not adding drapery or doing it wrong hanging it too low, thickness, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, man. Okay. Get us all riled up. We're talking up. about the wall, the wall scarf. <laughs> 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 what we're talking about uh, is with window treatments. And this is a really hard topic that most people just don't understand how to do it. They so don't. You know what? So and th- and again, we're not mad at you. We're, we're just trying to tell you. Educating. like, Yeah, it's just education. That's all. Yeah. But if you have a large window, small window, um, just don't get one single panel on each side of it. It looks... It looks like a scarf. Yeah. And it just looks you, like. Everybody knows when you shut those curtains, you're not covering that window. No. And that if I just went and blowed on it, it would wave because there's only one of them. There's zero density, zero weight to them. Yeah. And when we do window treatments, we like them to feel very, very full. Even if they're not yeah. functional, they're supposed to sit there and look pretty. I want to know that they will cover that window with gusto, yeah. with fullness. 
like that. So Suzanne looks at the little ones and says, you're a liar. <laughs> liar. <laughs> I rip it off. Uh, yeah. See, that's something that I've like personally have glazed over for, over before. And since doing this podcast, probably talking with you guys a lot, mm-hmm. seeing a lot of like images, I'm like, okay, I need to like do it right in my new house. And in my closet, there's a really big window and I'm just like, Neighbors are going to have to see me naked until I can afford to like get those yeah. drapes. Cause I just want to make sure I like, I do it right. Yeah, yeah. It w- would you say that's the right call? I, well, Wait, I would you say you, right. sh- you can get window coverings. Yeah. yeah. Get shades so that you're not okay. like, you know, walking around naked noodle and everybody can yeah. see you. Yeah. Hey, neighbors. Yeah, you yeah. can get like a roller shade or, um, um, any sort of like fabric shade. They're not super expensive. And then you can add the draperies because really the drapes hang on the walls next to the window. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hide your window with the two panels sitting on top of it. You want that window to look as large as possible. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I think we do that for... Or you know what? Home. I actually yeah. think a Roman shade in a closet is very tailored and that lovely. It's kind of like... And then nothing's on the ground with all of the lint coming out of your pockets. Okay. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I think that seems like a really beautiful application for a closet. And that window's in the front of my house, so I'll just do them all. Yeah, all Romans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can, like, we use Hunter Douglas a lot. I mean, there's, if you're more modern, you can go Lutron, you can go, and we will usually do shades in most of the windows that need privacy or, like, anti-glare, right? Mm-hmm. And so we'll do a shade for the actual functionality of dropping and, like, covering up a window. And I feel like 100% of the time is, like, a stationary window treatment that looks believable. Yeah. It feels very authentic, feels full. That's what we're talking about. Um, another, I think another foul with window treatments is when they do take the, they only do the hardware, the rod right above the window instead of taking it all the way up. Yeah. That thing should live way above the casing, close to the ceiling, close to the ceiling. Or when there wasn't a proper measurement and then your window treatments are sitting six inches off the ground. Oh, when they look like the high water Danny K's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. Yeah. I so, hate it. <laughs> yes. Um, the next one. So a lot of these are just like fundamentals that we believe in. Yeah. Um, so the next one is scale and rugs, lighting, throws, throw pillows, whatever. Um, so yeah, maybe like talk about that for a sec. Yeah. The Tell bigger, the better. <laughs> There's yeah. Mm-hmm. The rug. I mean, everybody thinks that they can get away with like, Five by seven, six by nine, maybe an eight by 10 for their family room. But really you should, I don't even know that you should talk about an eight by 10 unless you're living in an apartment. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Most single family homes, your living space, if you can fit a six sectional in there, then you can easily get a nine by 12. Your room's only going to look bigger and more established and all the furniture front legs at least are going to fit on it. The goal really is though to have the whole chair fit on it, the whole section all right. Have rug even behind the furniture legs once it's all on. So you really should be dealing in nine by 12s or 10 by 14s. Yeah. Five by seven is for your entryway. You know what I mean? It's just not for the it's not for the kitchen table. It's not for any of your main gathering spaces. I bet there's a lot of people listening out there. Like, I mean, I, I had always, when I like saw five by seven in a family room or living room, Yeah. there was something off. I just couldn't quite put my finger on it. But mm-hmm. now that we've like, I've. You're seasoned. Yeah. I'm seasoned. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see it. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I guarantee people listening now will see that in like pictures or whatever at someone else's home. They'll be like, wow. Yeah, that the only thing sitting so on that is a coffee table. Yeah. It's like, it's the flying carpet. It's just <laughs> sitting in the middle of the room. with. A, it's just the weirdest thing. Yeah. That's so right? true. Yeah. What about in a master bedroom? 
underneath a bed. How far are you pulling that rug? like underneath your bed? That's a really good question. It depends on if there's, um, if there's a grouping at the bottom, at the foot of the bed, maybe there's a sofa. Um, maybe the rug's not big enough. That's really probably yeah. the biggest issue. But yeah, I think that you want at least the bottom half of your bed sitting on the rug and then the entire grouping at the foot. Yeah. Mm. And know? you run, I mean, I guess if, if, I guess if you have the link, but do you run it, the rug perpendicular to your yes. bed? You go yes. horizontal. Like with that, and I don't know about no, you. No, not per- yes, perpendicular yes. to your bed. Yes, that's See, right. That's another awkward thing that I've seen. It seems parallel with it, the wall. It's like it's like you a don't flap do a long to your bed. And the yeah, it just looks it's not like a ribbon effect. Like you want yes. Imagine yeah. you getting off of, out of bed and putting your feet down. You want to have space to actually put your feet down on that rug, if or or something, right? And so. Yeah, I usually pull it out like a little bit further just so I can actually feel the rug. If you have the space in your room, you're mm-hmm. not going to pull the rug all the way up to the nightstands. You're going to back it off. Right. So you can actually feel some of the pattern of that rug in yeah. the actual space. And especially, like you said, if you have a seating group, mm-hmm. bench, sofa, whatever, at the foot of the bed, you're going to have it sit beyond there. And I would say like for a king, you're, you're a 9 by 12 minimum. You're not going to use an 8 by 10 oh, yeah, no. bed. Mm-hmm. Even with a queen bed, if you really want to feel gracious you're going to be nine by 12 minimum. Yeah. Agreed. It's interesting. Cause I don't have a big house. I'm like in my little living room area, mm-hmm. we put down like, it was, it was like, I thought it was nine by 12. It was like eight by 10. And both of us looked at it. And we're like, it needs nine by 12. Oh yeah. And I don't have a huge house, but yeah. putting a larger rug in there makes it feel so much bigger and grander. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, totally. Which, you know, I guess if you're being fair, I'd say your front room is probably like, a nice apartment or condo would have a, a room that size. So there's almost no place for an eight by 10 under your kitchen table. In in a living space, but maybe like in a right, bedroom. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like a bedroom with a twin bed, you know, a full bed. Yeah. You could do that, but not, not in the primary bedroom, you know? Totally. But even for a dining room, you said that we can maybe use an eight by 10, but even there, when you're pulling all those chairs off, you yeah. want the back legs of those chairs to be off the rug at any point. Right. Or Unless the home is small, up. right? Unless the home is small. Yeah. Then you're going to be have a smaller dining table. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a 48-inch. Yeah. Totally. But 8 by 10 has become, it's like a standard. People yeah. think they're getting a big rug if they get that. But your rooms could look more gracious and grand if you just stepped up a notch. It'll be mind-blowing to you. Yeah. I would say take that challenge in 2021 by yourself a 9 by 12 or a 10 by 14 and see what happens to your house. Totally. Yeah. So just playing with it, throw masking tape on your ground just so you can feel what that will feel like. Mm-hmm. And it'll be amazing. I mean, and as for scale that we were just with some girlfriends and we were kind of teaching them about pillow stories and putting together, you know, a new pillow story for a girlfriend's sofa. And we got her a lot of really big pillows, 24 inch, you know, 22 is the smallest that we gave her. And um, it was, she was just like, I cannot believe, like, I feel like my house should be in a photo shoot. I, we should probably call Arc Digest. And it was just that she got like real, truly wonderfully scaled pillows for her sofa. And yeah. it was just, it looked incredible, you know, to her mind, like to us, we're like, yeah, this is what it should, this is what it is. This is what it should be, you know, mm-hmm. but she was just mind blown by it, which is so cute. And I guess another, you know, challenge for all of you is just to invest in larger pillows. I, this is not dogging on any of these stores because there are great things that you can find, you know, little treasures and stuff, but like TJ Maxx, stuff like that. Have you, I've never seen over 20 inches 
of a pillow. It's probably max 16 or 18 on yeah. places like that, right? This is They do have a lot of little ones. You can maybe get like 20 and 22 inch. Um, but yeah, then it's like 22 there. Have you? Oh yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm, you know, and I think with, with bedding, if you have a deep sectional, we'll even use a Euro size pillow, a 26 by 26 in that deep corner. Sectionals are so deep now. They're like in the 40, you know, they're yeah. like in the four foot range. Bed. So you have to use big pillows on it or it's just looks like postage stamps, you know? Yeah. Make sure your fill is good. You have a down fill. Yeah, always. The yeah. next one is don't forget to edit. And the quote that goes with that is by J. Randall Powers. He says, if you look at it and you question it, put it away. Do you agree? You guys agree with that? For the room, when you're pulling together a room, like let's say we're on an install, then yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Sometimes though, like with fashion or another purchasing decision you're trying to make, you're trying to get out of your rut. And so you're just like, I know that doesn't completely look at me, but that's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to buy it, even though I'm questioning myself. I'm a little nervous and I'm scared, but I'm excited. I don't know if it's going to be a total hit or not, but I have to start making, I have to start making choices that will take me forward. Otherwise... You know, I'm investing in the past. Yeah, totally. You know or what I mean? You, you won't you won't be able to push yourself, I guess, if, if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I actually agree, agree with that. Um, first, I was like, totally. I totally agree with that. But how your, yeah. your perception on it, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, it probably kind of depends on on what it is. But, I, you know, I think when we're, I think the most telling point for us is at a photo shoot. Because we're looking at our finished work. And we're going to shoot it and we'll shoot it. And in the photo, if there's something that's just not getting along, yeah, then that's exactly what he's saying. Put it away. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to keep rescuing that thing. Like it's done. It doesn't work. You know, yep. it doesn't work, look good in the lens of the photo. It doesn't, it's, we're questioning it in real life. Mm-hmm. Just be done with it. Set yourself free, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. Good call. So I have a baby. I have two kids actually and my newborn, he's only seven months old and life is just crazy. And so I really look for companies that I can have a one-stop shop to have a product that's natural. I don't have to worry about them that will be good on their soft little skin. And so when I started getting the Grove stuff, their detergent's amazing. It smells so good. Their cleaning supplies. I feel like a good mother when I use that stuff and it smells amazing and the packaging's beautiful. So um, for a limited time, we're so excited for Dear Alice listeners to offer you a gift with purchase. Grove has come through for us, and with a purchase of $30 or more, you'll get a free gift with your first order. Um, but you have to use our special code. Go to grove.co slash Alice to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash Alice. Awesome. I love it. I also love that I can just get it all online. And I don't have to go to this grocery store and remember to buy cleaning supplies. Seriously. You just have to remember to buy food. One-stop shop. It's the easiest. Yes. Life's hard enough. Thanks, Grove. Amen. <laughs> okay, the next one is a uh, quote from Madeline Stewart. Okay. Uh, it's on reclaimed wood. She says, Great. best left unclaimed. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Which favorite. is probably my favorite one out, out of these. Yes. Uh, yeah, how do you guys feel about that? You agree? 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It's so slivery. And I remember, um, you know, kind of being newer to the furniture industry. And that was when all of these reclaimed things were really big. I think barn doors were trending, um, you know, um, wrought iron. It was just like raw materials. Yeah, Edison bulbs. And I remember being like, I wonder when... I wonder when people are going to start making real furniture again, because this all just feels like it was dragged through the yard. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just wasn't, it, just the hand on it, the quality of it, the construction of it wasn't wonderful. And um, the reclaimed wood thing is best left unclaimed, I think. I mean, at the time it was interesting and textural and you know, I think a lot of things were said in our territory, particularly for like mountain homes and, you know, Park City, and it was rusticated. And well, the fact that it's called like reclaimed too, it almost like probably gave a lot of people the feeling of like recycling. Yes, totally. Yeah, so, yeah. but they're upcycling. <laughs> yes. They're like, you're never going to believe it. I got this from my old <laughs> fence in the yard. And you're like, I, I actually do believe it. I'm looking at it with my eyes and it looks like an old fence. <laughs> They're like, it's reclaimed. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think it had a time and season, you know, it was interesting. I don't feel like, I don't know that that had ever come around again. Right. Like we keep seeing things cycle. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was like something new for, for the history books of design yeah. and, and it's good. We did it. It's done. Yeah. But now people are making real furniture again with beautiful finishes and it's stuff that we can actually hand down, which oddly enough is more green than recycling your fence because you're chucking all that stuff, right? Or maybe you gave it two lives. It got to be reincarnated as your bed for a little while. Um, but I think if you really have beautiful fine furniture, then that is that becomes your heirloom pieces and it has a longer lifespan. Totally. Agreed. The next one is the brass kitchen faucet. Uh, Madeline Stewart <laughs> says, please stop. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I just don't think that the faucet should be brass. No. There's been very few circumstances when the client's been driven by like a London inspired. So it's a very authentic mm -hmm. type of look, but you have to be very careful, guys, when you're dealing with brasses. Yeah. You want it to feel, if you're going to do this, we usually don't. Mm -hmm. unless, you know, held by gunpoint. Yes, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. um, but it needs to feel authentic. It needs to feel like, you know, it's legit. But really, gold doesn't have a place in faucets in general, mm -hmm. just because it's so utility. Like if you do a polished nickel, mm -hmm. that will get along with the brass that you're going to be including maybe in your hardware, on your cabinets, or your lighting. Like those are spots for brass, not your faucets. Yeah. So I concur. I agree. Yeah. It's kind of like your dishwasher and your refrigerator and your appliances. They don't come in brass for a reason, you know, <laughs> all the appliance makers know that that's a cycle and that those things are just utility. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's expensive to have to keep redoing the oh, kitchen yeah. faucet. With right? every trend. Yeah. yeah. I think if you want brass though, definitely get it in your hardware as far as decorative poles go. Um, you could get it in your lighting. I think those things are, you know, easier to replace in yeah. new plumbing. Yep. The next, the next quote is from David Cahoy, I think. Is that, is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, he says, Vessel sinks are aesthetically offensive, functionally ridiculous, and a prejudice against your cute, petite friends. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I was so just true. talking to my sweet, petite mother last night who says she has to stand on her tiptoes to spit when she brushes her teeth because her vessel sink sits on top of her already kind of tall vanity because my dad's tall, so they made 
their cabinets a little taller and then put vessel sinks on top when they built their home 20 years ago. Insult to injury. (laughs) Poor girl, like having to like need a step stool to get up there and, you know, brush your teeth almost. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that it is definitely, what do you say, prejudice against your cute petite (laughs) friends. I think it's done. I, we haven't seen a vessel sink in a while. We haven't specified one. No. Yeah, we're over it. If you're tempted. I don't know. The other thing that comes with the vessel sink is the wall mount faucet. Or the too tall of a faucet, right? Mm-hmm. You're putting a kitchen con- faucet in your bathroom, basically. Yeah, so it's yeah. awkward. So you've got to like really get that right um, with the wall mount faucet. I'm not saying anything against that, but it it's it comes with it's a hard thing to get really right. And mm. I think that like reclaimed wood, not really like reclaimed wood, but like that, I think it's had its time in the sun, and everybody's done with that movement, and we're just integrating everything, integrating the sinks. Under the surfaces, we're integrating the hardware. That really beautiful, built-in, well-made look is what everybody's wanting right now. And they're terrible to clean. Think about that vessel sink when you talked about putting a faucet behind there. And oh, having to get the grime and grit so like, right. out of there. It's just not functional. Like yeah. you, you, There's things that you can't see that can grow stuff. And I it's think unnatural. That it's unnatural. Or too natural yeah. in that sense. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. You know how many times? Untame. You, <laughs> yeah. You know how many times I wipe something from the counter into the sink? I can't do it. Thinking of that, I'm yeah. just like, man, that's uh, I, that's something I take for Corey's granted. dry heaving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's disgusting. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, the next one is, uh, it just says, oh, it's Glenn Pushelberg and George Yabu. That's a, uh, they say, if you use color, don't just put it on a throw or no. Yeah. Don't just put it on a throw pillow. Don't just put it on a throw pillow and call it a day. Own it. Mm Mm-hmm. Preach. I love that. I think this is, I mean, Sue, you're really good at this. Just like going all in with it and never being afraid. Yeah. I think a lot of people, we hear this often, is I want to stay neutral everywhere, but then I'll get color with my throw pillows and I can change them out seasonally. And it just, it looks kind of silly as far as like back to that one quote of editing. Usually when we're editing a room, we're glancing over the whole thing and you come across a bright pink pillow (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, just some, some like bold party trick, like on the sofa, it doesn't get along. It doesn't go. And it would be better if the whole room was a shade of pink and then you're going to use a pink pillow. Yeah. Like truly just to like feel, and I, I think I, I pin a lot of these to the outfits that are just kind of like monochromatic, you know, whether it's all one color, it could be chartreuse, but somehow it's neutralized when you see it more than once yeah. and they bleed tone from tone, like yeah. in an outfit, same thing with a room. It'll, the color will feel better and it doesn't mean that you have to be, if you don't like a lot of color, you can still see neutral, but find a color that you like and then try and plaster it in one spot. Mm-hmm. It is really, really fun. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Try it on your powder bath. Yeah. Try you it know. on the powder bath or in your kid's room. Like mm-hmm. I have one son's room that's like blue blues and the walls are like a deeper shade of blue. And I did it on the ceiling and on the trim and it's such a mood. It's such a mood. My other son's is green and it's just so beautiful. Most of my common spaces are lighter and brighter. So the art shines on them well, but um, I just love a saturated space and I love wearing saturated clothing. So that makes sense. Do you, you know? feel that makes the room feel smaller? No, I don't. Yeah. Well, and you know what, even if it does, it's an okay small thing. Cause you, you, you're in an environment. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But I don't think I necessarily feel like those rooms are smaller. complete is the word I would yeah. use. Like you really oh. feel like it's fully enveloped mm-hmm. 
and you're having this completed experience where sometimes when it's just left neutral, I don't know, it never really feels fully finished. I would, yes, I I totally agree. I was having this conversation with my mother-in-law and I expressed my opinion and I don't know, I don't think she believed me, but Mm -hmm. how I feel is if like some way, if you have an accent wall, I guess, if there was like a break in it, it's almost a place for your eye to kind of like, oh, there's a wall right there. And it's like, you notice it and that feel, that makes me feel more closed in than kind of there not being a break when you look around the room. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a tension line. Yeah. We coined that as when you see two contrasting like surfaces meet each other and that's where your eye goes instead of looking at the more important picture, Mm -hmm. having that color envelop you, which is why I think a lot of times like a white ceiling, it's okay. Like a lot of people love white ceilings. I prefer a colored ceiling. I really do. I like to feel that extension of the wall carry on to, and even in the same finish, carry on to the ceiling just because it, it feels complete. And you could have like not great furniture, you, you know, what, whatever. But if your room is purposely colored, you know, like that, it looks like you gave a damn, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like you tried and it feels people will walk in there and be like, wow. I love this, you know, like, cause yeah. it's a different environment. And so buy beautiful furniture, but surround it and give it a great backdrop guys. Yeah. That's what we say. Don't just leave it for the pillows. So the next one is, uh, talking about the quick fix. So not spending money on something cause you're going to like go on a vacation. You're not spending as much, let's say like on a chair is the example that we wrote down. Um, so we, but uh, when you were more fixated on spending vacation, spending on a vacation rather than a new chair, but when your cheap chair broke a year later, you learned they weren't kidding when they say <laughs> buy the best or yeah, buy the best only cry once. Yeah. Do you guys agree? Well, uh, yeah, but it's kind of like what we were talking about with the, this, the quick fix makes me so mad. It does. I'm like, just don't, just don't buy it. We have a, a client right now that we're working with and, and she, She's like, okay, show me what you show me what you would do here. I just love your inspiration, and so I'll show her a beautiful antique hand knotted rug, which are half the price of a new hand knotted rug, but they have this incredible character and antiquity, and they've lasted for fifty years, right? Seventy years. These are from the nineteen fifties, and they are so gorgeous and so fashionable. And she's like, okay, okay, so that's what I'm looking for. You know, and you're like, well, no, I mean, that is, that is it. That is incredible. That's and you're not, one. you're yeah. not going to find this at West Elm or whatever, but she loves to get a deal. And then, and then she'll go and she'll get new windows put in and she'll get, you know, a new trim put in everywhere and new hardwood floors. And I'm like, you can clearly afford to get this rug if you're ripping out everything else that you feel like ripping out, but she just doesn't want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Which is fine. Don't buy the rug. But also I'm like, you know what, then don't buy anything because that garbage you're going to buy is going to be a disposable rug. And then that's going into the landfill. So just buy it once and buy it right. You will have that forever. You'll be able to hand that down to your kids. Mm -hmm. It's the most green thing you can do. And if you don't have the money for it, save up for it. You know, I totally agree. It's just, it's so nonsensical. Um, But we all feel that we all have a different philosophy on furnishings, you know, and a lot of people are buying a lot of disposable furniture. It's why Target offers furniture, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and you're like, Target should be for groceries and underpants for children. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. Socks, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't, I don't think that we should buy our furniture. My Smith's Marketplace, my grocery store has sectionals Yeah. for $300. 
you should not even sit on that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Don't sit on that I fabric. Agree. Don't even look at it. That is not an option for you. And when you get it home and it doesn't look right, that's why. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to look it's, right. And it's yeah. actually never going to look right. It's not the right scale. And it's too much pain and suffering to get that thing out of the grocery store into a truck and into your house and to learn that lesson. And I feel like once something's in your home, the likelihood of it, you saying, oh, I'll replace it in five years won't happen. You're going to live with that bad decision and that ocean of regret for a lot longer than you think. Cause it's these, again, cry once, buy yeah. it right, Ooh. cry once. And See, every time you look at it, it will like kind of kick you like, yeah. Oh geez, look at that decision I made. I'm the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It'll just haunt you forever. Yeah. It, just don't do it. It reminds me of my mom. Like she would always do this growing up. Like, well, we'll just get you this cheap one. And if you like it, then we'll go and like get you a better one. It was like with skateboarding was that, that thing. Like, uh, back then, uh, an entire skateboard was like $110 if you went to a skate shop. Yeah. And I was 12 years old. I really, really wanted one. She wanted to buy me like a $40 one at Walmart. I'm like, no, like those are not good quality. Yeah. Still skateboarding to this day, 21 years later. Uh-huh. So mom should be glad that you bought me the real thing. Because, yeah, totally. <laughs> or I might've given up if I had the. Yeah. I mean, it gives you going. a sense or a feeling about your sport, right? Like mm-hmm. you're like, I'm a legit I have a legit yes. skateboarder, so I'm going to take this seriously, mm-hmm. right? Totally. And so you're like, I got to learn my craft because I got this great board. Same thing about your home. You live differently Let on that board good, than you, you would live on it. It's mm-hmm. not, you're not, it's not the same thing. You're not getting a better deal on the same thing. Totally. You're getting a worse thing. Yep. Yeah. You're going to cry several times if that's the mentality, right? Totally. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Uh, well, that is the end of part one. So these are... Uh, articles that we got from Eldecor. We'll post them on our story and stuff. They'll be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, that was it. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, you guys. I hope this helps you avoid mistakes. And um, we just want to remind you uh, about Grove and that special offer. They are, um, they're going to make, uh, give you a $30 gift. I mean, they're going to give you a free gift if you sign up with just only spending $30 on your first order. So um, go to grove.co slash Dear Alice to get your free gift. Um, and also, if it's easier for you, they do have an app that's really great if you guys end up wanting to subscribe. My sister was saying that she has been buying stuff, but she can't figure out how to subscribe. And I'm like, are you crazy? It's the easiest thing on earth. And um, you'll get free gifts and all sorts of special offers. It's really, really fun to get to use it and shop that way. And it just shows up on a box. Um uh, on your porch. Anyway, again, just go to grove.co slash Dear Alice to get this exclusive offer. And thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 